Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, saints of God. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. The Bible tells us to give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His mercy is what? Everlasting. And his truth is endureth unto all generations. Praise, 
know ye that the Lord, he is God. Yes. And it is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people. Uh-huh. The sheep of his
to prepare us for what's happening in the end time, that we won't be afraid, but we'll be ready. We'll be ready. And then on, um, uh, we'll come together for morning worship, and then on the 20th of December, we will have game night. Amen? We will be on Zoom. And so all Wednesday nights are on Zoom, so we want you to be get your computer and your iPad ready so you can get on screen and be seen and play with us as we play together as a family. Amen? And then on Sunday, December 24th, somebody say Christmas Eve. We will be having at 11.30 a crock pot brunch and ornament exchange. Amen? Amen. So we are asking that you would come in your uh, festive, you know, at, at work, when you go to work, they wear ugly sweaters. Amen. I, 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 out of all my years of working, I think a couple of years ago, I saw a little dress. It looked like an elf dress at, at Ross, and I bought it and wore it to work. And y'all know I won. All these years, never never participated in any of that, any of that. But it's fun. It's just just fun. So if you want to wear an ugly sweater, just help yourself. Amen. Uh, we want to come together to have fun. Amen. We're still going to worship the Lord our God because it is his birthday, right? It is his celebration. It is his party. But we're just going to be together as a family and have a good time. Now, you're, you're asking about ornaments. Don't spend over $10 and don't spend under $5. But if you're a thrift shopper like me, you found a $20 ornament that was on sale for $8.99. <laughs> Amen. And so we just want to bring ornaments and we want to exchange ornaments. And Sister Kamisha and Minister Lee are, are, are working up a plan that we can have a good time and, and do some things. If you all remember the last one we had, we played Pictionary, we did karaoke, and we just had fun. Amen? And so that's what we want to do again this um, Christmas Eve. Amen? And so we're just truly grateful to God for that. For those of you that have um, purchased tickets for Black Nativity, I do have them. I told Sister Vicki they would be at will call, but yesterday I went a little early and got them all. And so I have the tickets, so make sure you get the tickets. This is the last night of Black Nativity. Amen. And so it has been a ball. Amen. I've had a wonderful time. If you haven't seen it, you need to make sure you try to see it because it changes each year. And people say, I've seen it before. It changes, amen. Next year is year 10. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be better. And I'm grateful to God that I am being used as a narrator to tell the story of our, the birth of our Savior. So excited. And I want you to get excited about it. Amen. Uh, we are just continuing to pray for our very own Mother Gloria, Mother Mays. Um, let's pray for Pastor Trish. Uh, she was supposed to join us this afternoon, but down in her back, Mother Gloria's knee is not feeling good. I talked to her yesterday. So let's continue to pray and pray for Mother Mays. And Deaconess Sanders, amen, I talked to her the other day, too. She is scheduled to have hip surgery at the end of this month. And so 
we definitely want to keep her lifted up in prayer. Amen. Continue to pray for um, Deaconess uh, Cassandra Robinson, who is um, away from us in Louisiana, Sister Barbara Mouton, who is also in Louisiana, away from us. Amen. Continue to pray for Sister Darlene Rockwell, our member that lives in Seattle. Her husband's name is Don. Amen. He's having some um, mental health challenges. So we want to pray that God's will be done. Amen. And I also want to encourage you and I want to ask you to pray for people that are grieving during this time and people that are struggling with mental health issues. Amen. It's by the grace of God we got a bed to sleep in and a table to sit at, even just to drink a cup of coffee. It is by the grace of God that we are not sitting in a padded cell with a with a jacket on strapped around you and you can't move. It is by the grace of God we are not in a wheelchair. I'm going to take another step further. It's by the grace of God we don't have to use a machine to talk for us. We are blessed, truly blessed. And I want us to be grateful as we go into this Christmas season with a spirit of gratefulness. Amen? I want to remind those of us that are listening of ways that you can give. And I want to say thank you to everybody that sows into this ministry. You all would be surprised of the blessings that little old us receives. Let me share this one with you. I, I was talking to Brother Farrell on this week, and I, I, I just I, I shared with him, and uh, we have a neighbor that lives behind us over here, and we have two birch trees. That's what they call. We have two birch trees that sit on our property, but they lean over into her yard. And she noticed that the trees are diseased. They're sick, and they need to come down. She texted me the other day, and she said, Pastor Black, I still hope that you are at Greater St. Stephen's. She says, I, I, I want to talk to you again about the trees. She says, they need to come down. They are, they are infected. They are diseased. They need to come down. And she says, what do you and the congregation feel about me coordinating and paying for the trees to come down? So I sent that text to Brother Farrell, and he went in work mode. He didn't read the text. He went in work mode. Well, Pastor, we got to go and get a permit. We got to go and do this. I said, Brother Farrell, I had to call him. I said, Brother Farrell, the woman said she's going to coordinate and pay for. What you think about that? He said, oh, okay, yes. So I text her back, and I'm like, we're blessed to have neighbors and friends like you 
She says, I don't want you to have to take money from the church to do the ministry in the community that you've been doing to take care of those trees. I'm going to get the permit. I'm going to pay to have them cut down. And later we can talk about what y'all want to plant back there. So I want to say thank you. I know that there's people on blog talk um, all across this country that sold to our ministry. I want y'all to know I am grateful. I am thankful to God, not only to them, but to you. And I want to stand here and I want to challenge you. If you are not a tither, start just by giving God a little bit of your treasure. And watch God increase not only the treasure that you give, but your faith, your witness, and he will make sure that there is no lack in your life. I want us to be, in 2024, I want us to be 100% a tithing church. Amen? Little becomes much when you place it in the master's hand. And then I want to challenge those of us that are tithers. Don't just stop at your tithe, but give an offering. I know it was getting quiet, but give an offering because that's how we feed the, at the shelter, at your offering. That's how we send flowers to those that are sick and shut in and to those that are grieving. We have the benevolence. We have the Abenard Devers Scholarship Fund, the Alice O. Gwynn Food Pantry. Those are areas that you can give to, that you can sow into, and that money is going to be used for those purposes. Amen? So you can give through Cash App. It's dollar sign GSS MBC PDX, or you can do your check and leave it in the offering basket back there. Um, but we want to continue to give and be a blessing because others are giving to us too. So pray for them. Pray for that family around the corner. Amen. And God blesses them. We continue to strengthen them. We continue to grow. Um, I want to give a praise report. Um, Pastor Hennessy um, said this morning that there were 15 of them that went to Israel, made it back home early yesterday morning, safely. Come on, let's give God praise. So we're grateful to God for that. I'm so truly grateful that God is blessing. One more announcement and I'm out your way. Our 40th church anniversary. Now we have been working behind the scenes. You ain't going to see a lot of stuff. You'll see some stuff starting in January. Um, and now we're sending out reminders, um, save the dates, and Minister Lee is working on something for Facebook so we can blast it out there. Um, but, but we um, have changed the actual date. It will be August the 25th. The anniversary celebration will be August the 25th. Uh, so you're saying, well, Pastor, why do you change it? I changed it because the speaker that I wanted to be here for our anniversary 
will be hosting or attending the Democratic Democratic Convention, which is in Denver, Colorado. So she will be there. She is a very active part of that. And that is the weekend that we had initially scheduled our date for. And she said, well, Pastor Black, are you flexible in the date? Yes, ma'am, I am. And so I said, will the 25th work for you? And she said, yes, I can. And so when I started telling people that know her, that go to Emmanuel Temple, that she was coming, they was like, oh, I want my ticket. When I need my ticket. When is this going to be? I'm telling y'all, she's powerful. She's amazing. She's a woman of God. And the reason why I selected her, and I know that I'm talking long, but I want you to get a good understanding. The reason why I selected her and I prayed on this is because her passion, the work that she does at her home church is the same passion we have here. A church without a community and a community without a church is unacceptable. That's not her slogan or her motto, but she believes in rolling up your sleeves and getting out there on that street and doing work for the community. That's her passion. That's, her, that's what she does at her home church that she pastors. And so she is a perfect fit for us, perfect fit. And so I want you to get excited. We have asked each member to give $400. And you can give it in increments or you can give it all at one time. And so we want to be able to be a blessing to our guests, and we want to be a blessing to each of you. Amen. People are trying to figure out ways how to honor everybody, and y'all know that we got to have some Got to have some grace, got to have some money, some coin to be able to shower you all with love, amen? And that's what we want to do because if it was not for all of you, there would be no greater St. Stephen's, amen? Amen. Let's get ready now to worship God and praise and worship, amen? We're going to stand to our feet. We're going to clap our hands. We're going to sing to God. We're going to dance around the place. Thank you. 
Lord, we thank you, Lord God, and we want to ask you, Lord God, bless, Lord God, these minds, Lord God, all of these mental issues that are going on, Lord God. Lord, we want to lift up people's minds to you today, Lord God. Lord, it has no age on it, Lord God. Lord, minds are just being destroyed and disrupted, Lord God. So much confusion now, Lord God. But, Lord, we're going to continue to look to the hills from which come our help and our strength. For our help and our strength, they come from you, Lord God. For, Lord God, you is the Lord God that healeth thee, Lord God. Lord, you said all we had to do was just call upon the name of Jesus. And you will show us great and mighty things, Lord, which we know it's not, Lord God. Lord, you already knew us, Lord, as we were formed in our mother's womb, Lord God. Lord, you had already ordained us, Lord God, to do your work and to do your will, Lord God. You told us that there would be challenges, Lord God. But, Lord, you said you would never leave us nor forsake us, Lord God. So, Lord, we're praying and we're lifting up your people to you today, Lord God. We're asking you, Lord God, to touch each and every individual, Lord God. Let your blood flow in them, Lord God. Let your will Give hearing power 
to those that have the need and the desire to hear what the Spirit of the Lord says to us today. And then wake us up that we may hear. For the word of God is like building. Speak, speak, speak. It speaks peace to our souls. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Proverbs. The book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs. I do want to say that Proverbs was, the majority of it was written by Solomon, Jeremiah. Please go with your great-grandmother. She just went next door. Amen. Thank you. Um, The book, portions of the book, was written by Solomon. Solomon was the son of David. The Bible also tells us that Solomon was the wisest man ever to live. Now, let me tell you all something about this Solomon. He was a mathematician. He was a scientist. He studied medicine. He studied law. Come on now. He was the wisest. Do you know anybody that has studied all of that stuff before? We, Sister Kamisha was just telling us about one of her co-workers who got all these different degrees and stuff. He didn't have to go to the universities and go to the colleges and take quizzes and tests to get his wisdom. His wisdom, according to uh, James uh, chapter 1, verse 5, he asked God for wisdom. And God, James 1 and 5 says, if you want wisdom, ask for it, and God will give it because it comes from him. But when you read the story of Solomon, the Bible tells us that he prayed and asked God. He says, Lord, give me wisdom when I deal with your people. And so he, he built the, the temple. So he had to know how to talk business. He had to know how to talk numbers, talk money. He was smart. The Bible said he was the wisest man to ever live. Just want to tell you a little bit about the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is a, a short, um, concise sentence which conveys moral truth. It is a collection of wise statements. It can be read in one of those months that have 30 days. So if you want something to read uh, in, in, the, in, 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 what is it, March, read Proverbs. Because has, March has 30 days, right? It has 31 Okay, you got September and November. Well, don't wait, okay? Don't wait, don't wait, don't wait. But you need to read it early. You need to read it, you need to read it. Um, the, 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 the key verse is, is verse 7. Write that down. Verse 7. I, I'm going to read it from the Living Bible. And it says, um, how does a man become wise? The first step is to trust and reverence 
the Lord. Wisdom is, is the first step in gaining wisdom is to trust and have respect and an understanding of who God is. All right? Proverbs covers a wide range of topics. It talks about youth and discipline. It talks about family, self-control, resisting temptation, business matters, words, and the tongue. Proverbs talks about knowing God. It talks about marriage, seeking the truth. Talks about wealth, poverty, immortality, and wisdom. In the book of Proverbs, if and I woke up early this morning, and, and this, I don't want to call it a revelation, but I, I, I could imagine seeing a lot of our uh, pop singers, R&B singers, blues singers, coming together in, in one studio. And their assignment is to come up with a song that will describe the Proverbs. You remember how they did We Are the World? That's, that's what I saw. I saw, I saw a mass group of people. And they were given the Bible to read Proverbs, and then they were, they were to get up and come up with some songs and, and lyrics. And what I heard was, don't be ratchet. Don't be a gold digger. Don't be a scrub. Yeah, y'all, 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 y'all know where I'm going, right? Uh, 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 don't be a deadbeat dad. Don't be a baby mama. No more drama. I, I'm just, I'm just trying to keep it real so that we can see this, and, uh, 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 and, and it really ain't cheaper to keep us. Come on now, I, just, I, want, I, want, to, I want to wake y'all up to understand what's in the book of Proverbs. All that music we was listening to, snapping and waving, they, 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 they didn't wake up and just come up with all that stuff. But the book of Proverbs, they use the word like simpleton and foolish. And 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 brawling and nagging. It uses those kind of words to help us with our daily life. Now the the the, the commentary in our Sunday school book, it told us that our aim for change was to compare knowledge and wisdom. Let me tell you what knowledge is. Knowledge is having facts. That's, that's what knowledge is. It's having facts. 
But wisdom is being able to apply the facts to your daily life. Yeah. There's a difference between wisdom and knowledge. Knowledge is having facts. Wisdom is applying those facts to your life daily. Not sometimes, but daily. You know, we, we gotta we gotta catch ourselves because the other day I was I was I was I was I was thinking about something. I said, Oh God help, because that's that's not the thought of Christ. It was in my thoughts. It hadn't even come out my mouth yet. But it was in my thought, and I had to check myself to Savichi before I wrecked myself. Because you know the saying, once it gets in your mind, it's coming out of your mouth. Let me make sure I, I got everything covered here because I got a lot of notes here. Um, the purpose of Proverbs is to teach people how to understand how to be just. Wait a minute. Let me go back. To teach people how to be understanding is to teach us how to be understanding. You know, sometimes as as Christians, we're short-fused about things. Just because it didn't go our way the way we wanted to, we just don't understand. Why did I have to wait? Why did it do like this? Why did it happen? But you got to have some understanding. It teaches us how to be just. It teaches us how to be fair in everything we do to make the simple-minded person wise. To make the wise person a better leader. The purpose of Proverbs is to warn. When you read here, uh, he says, young men, my son. Okay, he, he was a father figure. So he was talking to the head of the household. He was talking to the one that God gave dominion to rule over the earth, to be keeper. Y'all better come on up in here. He didn't give Eve no command. He gave the command to Adam. He said, subdue the land. Take care of the land. Be fruitful and multiply. He was talking to Adam. He wasn't talking to Eve. So Solomon here is, 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 is had the heart of God because he's trying to get man to get back into his right relationship with God. So he addresses young man, son, brother. But let me help you out, sisters. Even though it say young man, you would need to insert yourself in there too. Because I've seen some foolish, simple women in my life. And we all need to be wise in our dealings. To apply divine wisdom to our daily life 
and provide moral instruction. That's why you would read Proverbs, because you need this. I was telling my son on yesterday, yes, adulting is hard. Parenting is hard. Relationships are hard. But you got help. It's in the Proverbs. It's in the Proverbs. Everything that we need in life is found here in the Proverbs. I hope you take some time to study this lesson and go back and read over it. I'm going to read just a little bit, and then um, I'm going to go to the scripture. But I want you to hear this today. It says, godly wisdom is the ability to apply God's word and his will to everyday situations. Wisdom is not gained by attending seminars, reading books, or taking college courses. So how do we gain wisdom? Wisdom comes from a daily, consistent, purposeful application of God's word to everyday circumstances. You need to highlight that in your book. You need to write that down. That wisdom comes from a daily, consistent, purposeful application of God's word to everyday circumstances. Our God is big. Our God is higher. Our God is greater than any problem or circumstance you think you got. And he looking down there saying, just just ask me. I've been there and done that. Just talk to me for a little bit. I can help you through it. You ain't got to go through this on your own. Wisdom also comes from experiencing life. Sometimes, Jeremiah, we do have to learn the hard way. Sometimes, Brother Farrell, we do have to get the knocks and the bumps of life and the bruises and, and show forth battle scars and wounds on us. All of us got wounds and got a story you can tell. You know, I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I, I was laughing because um, somebody was, they was, I was asking them why the tip of their um, thumb was so dark. And I'm what happened? I said, well, I used to be a smoker. I used to flick my blick. And it, it got dark. Everybody got a story. Everybody got a story. Your story might not be my story. Your, your story ain't my story. But we've lived through some things, and those things that we live through has helped us gain some wisdom. I, I, I was always a firm believer of learning from other people's mistakes. Oh, that didn't work for you. I ain't gonna try that. That that didn't that out. You messed up that. Oh, I'm not gonna mess up. You did that. Oh no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna do this. I might have messed it up, but I didn't mess it up the same way you messed it up. I didn't follow your path. I messed it up on my own dumb thinking. <laughs> so we wisdom comes from experiencing life with all its joys and sorrows. Many believers and unbelievers have the kind of wisdom gained from trial and error. We all have that type of wisdom. 
We, I tried it, and it didn't work. It failed. But you don't, this is what I love God for. You don't stay there. You don't waddle in it. You get back up. And if that didn't work, you try something else. And if that failed, you try something else. And if that failed, you try something else. And then sooner or later, Brother Minister Quante sing the song, Nobody Greater, you will be saying, I searched all over, couldn't find nobody. I searched high and low, still couldn't find nobody. Nobody greater. That's what you'll be saying. Because you've had some experience with the trial in the air. But godly wisdom is a direct byproduct of walking in the spirit. Not the spirit. In the spirit. The Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. You know, because sometimes folks get in the spirit and they speak truth. But then once they wake up out of the spirit, man, I forgot what they said. So we want to walk in the spirit. This wisdom for living is bestowed upon us all, a gift from God. So our lesson tells us that there are, are some prerequisitions for wisdom. The first one is we must desire wisdom. Who wants to walk around and be silly all they like? Who wants to walk around and just be a foolish person? Because oh, we're not supposed to call people fools. But who wants to walk around and be foolish? All they like. Who who wants to be be known as being ratchet? Who's being a gold digger? Who's being trifling, good for nothing, low down, dirty, ruthless, scandalous? Who wants to walk around and be that all they like? You ought to desire some change. If you ain't got no friends, you ain't got no family members that want to hang around you. What's the common denominator? Change the way you talk. Change the way you think. Change your moral concept on life because all people ain't bad. And every situation that we go through ain't bad. There's always something to learn from the stuff we go through. The second prerequisite that we must have for receiving Wisdom is that we must be willing to do what it takes to acquire such wisdom. First step, we must desire wisdom. Okay? That's something you have in your mind and in your heart, a desire. And then like Nike, you just got to do what it takes to uh, acquire such wisdom. Well, what is it, Pastor? What, what do we just underline? What do we just highlight in our Bible? I must daily, consistently, purposefully apply God's word to my everyday circumstances. 
So the lesson tells us that we must search God's word. We must study God's word. We must hide God's word in our hearts. Every now and then we must be quiet and let the word of God speak through us and speak for us. All right, I'm I'm almost done. I think I've given us what we need. So I want to read here chapter 3, because that was a part of our lesson, right? Chapter 3, I'm going to start at verse 1, and I'm reading from the Living Bible so that everybody, even uh, Devon, can leave here understanding what I'm talking about in Proverbs chapter 3. Where are we preaching from today? Proverbs chapter 3. What are we talking about today? Wisdom. God's wisdom. Repeat it so that you, when you get home, you can say it again. You got to get it inculcated in your heart and your mind. You got to plant it there because if you plant it there, it's going to stay there. Ain't nothing going to pluck it up but the devil. And if you don't want the devil around you, then you'll keep the word of God surrounding you. So let me let me let me let me let me get through with this because I I got some place to be I got some place to be, uh verse one, chapter three Proverbs Deshaun, you divine you listening so I'm I'm gonna ask you what I said okay, all right, my son, never forget the things I've taught you. If you want a long and satisfying life, closely follow my instruction. Never forget to be truthful and kind. Never forget what? Hold these virtues tightly. Write them deep within your heart. What virtues? Truthfulness and kindness. Right? Those are, those are the virtues. If people tell the truth, people don't mind talking to them and hanging out with them. Don't nobody want to hang out with no liar. And you don't want to hang out with somebody that's mean and surly. Hold tight to these virtues. Write them deep in your heart. If you want favor with God and man and a reputation for good judgment and common sense, then trust the Lord completely. Don't ever trust yourself. In everything you do, put God first. And he will direct you and crown your efforts with success. Now, I know that there's a lot of successful people in the world, but their success can easily be taken away. They could easily lose it just like they gained it. But when your success is in the will of God and the divine plan of God, can't no devil in hell touch you, harm you, in 
injure you or take your blessing. Don't be conceited, sure of your own wisdom, because you ain't that smart. You ain't that fine. You ain't that beautiful. Instead, trust and reverence the Lord and turn your back on evil. We cannot sway with two partners. He ain't no swinger. Love one, hate the other. Bible says man cannot have two masters. You either love one or hate the other. Make up your mind. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. The Bible says when you do that, then you will be given renewed health and vitality. Do that mean I'm going to be able to walk upright? Do that mean I'm going to have energy and strength? Look up here. He said, you're going to have a long, satisfied life. If we what? Trust and reverence God. I know we have aches and pains, but but eventually you'll stop crying about the aches and pains. Because you'll stop and remember, well, God only promised us 70. And I'm 72. I'm 73. I'm 75. I'm 80. I'm 81. I'm 82. Hey! Pretty soon you'll stop complaining about them extra pains. You'll begin to give him praise. You'll begin to give him glory because you are still above ground. My God, my God, my God. God can renew your your health. He can make you strong. Verse 9 says, honor the Lord by giving him the first part of all your income. Mm. Honor the Lord by giving him the first part of all your income. Now, you know, we just don't teach income only. It's time, talent, and treasure. Give him the first of it all, your time, your talent, and your treasure. He will fill your barns with wheat and barley and overflow your wine vats with the finest wine. Young man, Do not resent it when God chastens and corrects you. Chasten means uh, discipline you, rebuke you, set you in order. I I can't understand our children these days. Don't want nobody to tell them what to do. Look, I've I've been 13 before. I've been six and seven before. So what you're doing ain't new tricks. Tricks for kids. What you doing ain't new. I've been there. I've done that. So take it. 
For the punishment is proof of his love. Parents, don't stop. Because when you stop, you stop loving them. What child don't want to be loved by their parents? What parents don't, don't want to love a child? Just as a father punishes a son, he delights in to make him better. This makes you better. You remember mama said this hurts me more than it hurts you? I'm doing this for your good. That they was crazy, wasn't they? That just didn't make no sense. You whipping me and you talking, you talking about this hurt you. You ain't got hit with nothing. <laughs> and you tell me, don't cry. I'm going to give you something to cry about. You already did. You're going to hit me with your belt. My house was the extension cord. Where auntie? Then, then she realized it was abuse, so then she started whooping the grandkids with switches. And now that she realized that was abuse, now the great-grandchildren get whipped with, with pencils. Come on, somebody. But it's love. It's love, and you've got to take it. I am who I am because of all of that. We want it no other way. All right, I'm almost done. I said, the man who knows right from wrong and has good judgment and common sense is happier. The man who knows right from wrong and has good judgment and common sense is happier than the man who is immersely rich. For such wisdom is far more valuable than precious jewels. Nothing else compares with it. Verse 16 and 17. Wisdom gives, and I'm done, a long, good life. You hear that? Wisdom gives a long, good life. Wisdom gives riches. Wisdom gives honor. Wisdom gives pleasure. Wisdom gives peace. Wisdom. Wisdom is taking the facts and applying them to your life daily. Divine wisdom only comes from God. We must trust him. We must reverence him. He's a great God. He's a mighty God. He's an amazing God, and he is so worthy of our praise. Come on, and let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Come on and clap your hands and give God praise. I hope and pray that something has been said today to help you with your daily walk with the Lord. To be a living epistle read of men and to be salt and light in a dark, dark world. Y'all, let me tell you, this world is dark. And we've got to be that light. We've got to be that hope that they can grab a hold to and say, I know that God is real because I see you, because I know you, 
I know where you come from. I know where you've been. But I see the change, and I'm honored to be able to say, I've seen what God has done. Let us pray. God, we thank you for your word on today. We thank you for wisdom, Father God. Thank you for giving us the desire to have when want wisdom. Now, God, I ask that you would help us daily do what it needs, what we need to do in order to acquire godly wisdom. That we may be understanding just fair. That we may live a long, satisfying life and have good health. And even if we don't have good health, we have vitality. We have strength. We have energy. We have a smile when others have a frown. We have laughter when people are, are sad and depressed. We have joy, unspeakable joy. Because we trust you and we reverence you. And now, God, I pray that the sweet communion and your Holy Spirit will rest, rule, and abide with us all, hence, now, and forever. What I say unto one, I say unto all, watch, pray, live holy, live holy every day. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Okay, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.